Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the San Diego Comedy Festival panel, Comedy on the Road. Uh, I'll be your host, uh, Jay Hollingsworth. Uh, I'm a road comic, I guess. Uh, As of this year, I think there's only been four weekends I haven't been on the road somewhere. Uh, To my left, we have Tony Tripoli. Hi, everybody. Does a two-man show, right? Well, yeah, I do do a show with Joan Rivers' favorite Joan Rivers impersonator. So I do that show all over the U.S. and Mexico and gay cruises and stuff. And then I just do my own faggoty stuff in clubs here and there. (laughs) I was going to say that. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Uh, To my right, Carlos Rodriguez. You yep. want to tell? I know, I know you. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm Carlos Rodriguez, uh, 11 year stand up comedian on the road, um, and I do. Uh, I just, I just hang out with cool people and and, and talk shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Kanye's thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> and then on the far right over here, we have Patrick Degar. Degear. Degear. Fuck. Degear. Yes. I already fucked this up. Could have been the queer, but Degear. 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 Yes. I've uh, been doing stand-up for about 20 years, um, worked the road extensively, and um, yeah, trying not to be bitter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. Awesome. And so we have we have about 10 questions up front, and then we'll open it up for questions. And then I know that you have some stuff. I, I wrote down some stuff I wanted to make sure it covered, too. Mm-hmm. Um, first question, what's your favorite memory from being on the road? We'll, we'll go this way on this one. Uh, so then me? Yeah. My, I mean, listen, I this is... Okay, I had five years on the road with Joan Rivers, so obviously we all love Joan. Joan was, but one of the things that I think is an interesting thing for comics to hear is before every show, she would come to my dressing room, and she, in her writer, demanded that my dressing room was as nice as hers, which is already pretty classy, Mm -hmm. right? That's awesome. And so she would come to my dressing room before the show, and she would knock on the door, and she would say, "Okay, honey, I'm sorry. You know I love you. You know I know you're hilarious. Okay." I can tell this is a terrible audience. They're going to hate us. They're not going to laugh at anything we say. And just, I just don't want it to upset you. You know, I know you're brilliant. We're just going to get the fuck out of town after this show and never think about this night again. But they're going to hate us. They're not going to laugh at anything we say. And I would be like, okay, let, let me stop you. Um, there's no we tonight. Like, <laughs> this is not a comedy team. Like, they, I'm just the faggot that's in the way for 25 minutes before they get to see you. And they're going to love everything you say. But... She needed to walk to the stage like a boxer going into the ring, like the underdog. She never wanted once to walk to the stage going, I'm Joan Rivers and you're going to just love me. She never took it for granted. And I just learned so much from that, that that was her psychosis. But like every time you get to hold the microphone in a room full of people, it's a gift and an honor. And you should be really fucking terrified. Yeah. And that was the respect. That's funny that I do that too. Like uh, uh, I'll I'll go to a comic and I'm like, do you think I'm funny? You know? And and, and I I do that all the time. Like I'm like, do you think I'm funny? Because one time this one one comic was like, no. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Things are right where they need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your what's your one of your favorite I, road I, stories? I think mine is just the friendships. I mean that that you just get over the years. You know, I mean it's 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 cool. Whether I've been working with George Lopez, David Tell, you know, I mean there's so many comics that are are big names, and then comics that are just regular comics. You, you know, it's just those friendships, the bonds. That you'll never forget, and that's something I'm I'm so 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 appreciative of. Um, my favorite, uh, like my, uh, the question is my favorite road uh, moment, right? Yeah. When I first got a hotel room, 
That was my favorite moment. When uh, I first got a, like my own room, I was like, oh shit, this is what it is. And then, and then, and then, and then the, the next moment that was my best is when I left and came back and it was cleaned. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, wait, just, what? Yeah. This little things, this little yeah. things. This and, is the saddest panel I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'd say mine was, uh, I was touring with Doug Benson, obviously opening for him. And we had two nights off in uh, Toronto, Canada. Friday night, we went, and um, Joe Rogan was in town, and Sam Tripoli was featuring for him. So we went, hung out with him, at, a, and then after the show, we went out and got something to eat. That Saturday, we didn't have anything. UFC was in town, and Rogan gave us six-row seats wow. to watch. At the time, it was the biggest UFC fight. It was the one Randy Couture got knocked out, and uh, yeah, that was pretty dope. How many people at that event thought you were also a wrestler? <laughs> no, I'm fat. I don't know, man. Or maybe a wrestler. Maybe oh, you know what else was cool, too? Is one time um, I did, uh, uh, I had breakfast in California, and I had lunch in Oregon, and then I had dinner in Washington. Uh, and uh, I was yeah, like, just little things like that. Uh, road, road shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to start with you on this one, Patrick. Uh, what is one road horror story, and how could you have prevented it? Um, Boy. Um... Um, I, I think, well, I, I, I think that one of the, the horror stories is the accommodations a, a lot of times that you get. Um, I, I mean, I remember one time working a funny bone, um, on the East coast and, you know, a lot of the condo, a lot of the condos that the comedy clubs put you up in, you know, I've been used over the years and the pots and pans are all scratched up. There's only one spoon and, and, and a fork and that's it. And you open up the cabinets and there's one plate and a broken cup and you know there's there's just cum stains all over the place and it's like dude this sucks and you know that's that's a horror story for me but what i did what i started to do was and and i think it's great advice um how i solved that problem was i started asking the club hey can you give me some tickets some passes and i would do trade outs with hotels and I would be like, hey, you know, I'm performing at this club for the entire week. What about if I give you some passes and um, you can put me up in, in, in your hotel? Mm -hmm. So, you know, been able to turn a negative into a positive, And that actually worked out for me quite a bit throughout I the year. I love that. Yeah. Carlos? Uh, I, can, I, can I pass real quick? Because I think of one yeah. I'm trying to think. You want, Listen, I've only ever, ever bailed on one gig in my entire 12 years of doing stand-up. And it was a thing in New Orleans, and I've never been in New Orleans, so I was excited to get to go, and it was during Mardi Gras, and it was like a gay event, charity thing, and the problem was it was gay guys, charity, and gay men should not be in charge of organizing anything. <laughs> there was not one lesbian to run the show and make the trains run on time, so that was the, the problem in hindsight. Um, so thank God you're here, Kathy. But I, um, but they, so one of the, I just said, I'm not staying in anybody's house. This is a charity. I was doing the show for free just for the plane ticket and a hotel room, right? Mm -hmm. And I got there, and I was staying in this dude's house that was, like, under construction. And they were like, okay, you're going to stay over here. And then the whole hallway is being refloored, but your bathroom is on the other end. And he'll just – he's not really around much. And I was like, this is creepy as fuck. <laughs> I am not doing this. And so I called him and said, this isn't – what we agreed on and they were like no 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 you're gonna have to just make it work and i called the airline and i just changed my ticket and left <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't tell them and so they started calling me at like an hour before their event that i was supposed to be you know and i was like no no i left i left <laughs> we we had an email exchange about what all i needed was a plane ticket and a hotel room 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm gone. I'm already home. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, I got one. Do you have, did you get figure? Yeah, because I, I I said no to a gig once uh, when I was I, I was there too. I was there, uh, and it was um, this dude was like he goes yeah he goes we're gonna do it uh, at the Coliseum. You want to just stand up at the Coliseum? And I'm like yeah, I'm a big Raider fan. I was like oh yeah, the Raiders played there. Oh I like, yeah. I was You're like, a Raiders fan? Yeah, I'm oh, shocking. Hell yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mexican hell Raiders yeah. fans. Unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, uh, I was like, that'll be dope. And so I said, yeah. So me, this other com- G King, it was G King oh, was there, yeah. and uh, and and uh, Brian Yang, and so and, and it was this guy named Patrick J who, who who booked us, and so we went down there, down to L A. And then um, when we get there, it's not in the Coliseum. As a matter of fact, it's during the day, and it's on the lawn, like across the street from the Coliseum. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's like 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 the little mm. mediums type of thing. And and then it was like this. It was actually like just like a, a concert for like uh, I want to say like a neighborhood watch type of thing, and uh, and it was like and they were like okay you're gonna go up in between bands and, and when they're changing changing out and I was like that's not what you said like that's not what you said at all it was like it was this complete bait and switch, and uh, he he went up first and then I remember Brian Yang was waiting in the wings to go up next you know and me and G was like this hey this is crazy you know <laughs> <laughs> and I and he was like are you I go I go I'm not doing it and he goes. You, we could do that, and I go. I I think I just realized that at that point moment I could do whatever I want in my life, and I was like, I'm gonna say no right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. was like, and then I told him, I go, I'm not going up. And he goes, let's not go up. And we went up to Brian, and I was like, hey, we're like looking at Brian. He's all sweating and he's scared, you know. And he goes, uh, uh, and he goes, I go, you ready? He goes, yeah. I go, well, we're not doing it. And he goes, we could do that. <laughs> I'm like, we could do whatever we want in our lives, bro. I started giving him the speech. You yeah, know, yeah. you don't have to go up, bro. He's like, I'm not gonna. So we didn't go up, man. He didn't, he went up and he ate a gang, a, a whole bunch of bowls of shit. Enough for all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that was that was the worst time that, we, that that's the only time. And I like doing stand up, but it was like this isn't this isn't gonna be stand up. This yeah. is gonna be public speaking where no one cares because everyone. Matter of fact, we found out that it was uh, uh, that it was also Fourth of July. So no, everyone was having a picnic and hanging out. They don't want to hear you. Mine was kind of similar. I. Uh, I got a corporate gig added on to a uh, a weekend, and it was like two in the afternoon. Oh, it was two in the afternoon on a Sunday, and uh, I get there, and it's not a comedy. They're not doing it in the comedy club. They're doing it like in the nightclub adjacent, mm-hmm. and everybody's watching the football game. Uh. So I'm th- at this point, I'm just like, I just want to get this the fuck over with. So I go, where do you want me to do this? And they're like, well, you could just walk around. I'm like, I'm not a fucking magician. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm, so... I go, comedy. I'm like, I think it started at two and at 159, I'm like, I'm ready to go. You guys ready? And she goes, yeah. So I just stood under the TV that was playing football so that I at least felt like they were looking at me. Right. Nobody was. They were just watching. I'm just <laughs> rattling them off. So and, and then as far as like how I would prevent that or have prevented that in the future. Get all the details, all of, the details. of where you're performing yeah. uh, and verify the address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so pissed. Uh, I'm going to start with you on this one, Carlos. What's okay. the biggest obstacle you had getting work on the road and what did you do to overcome it? Uh, the biggest obstacle to get work. Oh, <laughs> just not being known. Uh, mm. And then uh, the way I overcame it was showing up and just like get, try, trying to get a guest set, just letting them see me get in front of them. Um, like I said before, uh, uh, like um, I think I said, if you guys were at the panel yesterday, like even getting into festivals, uh, that was a big obstacle. Like I wasn't getting into festivals with the video submissions I was sending in and I'm like World Series or Big Pine or anything. So I said, fuck it, man. I, I took off and went to the World Series and did their off night or their like loser show type of thing. And they were like, oh, you, we got an actual, someone fell out. You want to jump in? And I said, yeah. And then all of a sudden I made it all the way to the semis. 
and then I got and then I didn't make I didn't, I didn't get all the way through and then Big Pine was going on and they had an open mic that you had to get on to win to get to get on the thing so I so I rented a car drove uh, four hours in the middle of the night mm-hmm. got on that won that and then started hanging out in the Big Pine blah 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 so it's like yeah just not being known or not being famous but it just just but then I overcame it by hard work and dedication to this is what I want to do this is what yeah. I like doing Patrick. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with Carlos. I think mm-hmm. I think the biggest challenge is just the grind, the, mm-hmm. the the hustle, knowing that even if you have a kick ass month, a kick ass year, you got to do it all over, over again, yeah. and and it's hard not to get frustrated, not to get jaded, and um, you just have to have that mindset, and and you have to surround yourself with positive people, um, people that aren't gonna, you know, feed in that much negativity. And um, people that could also be honest with you, and and I think that's just the bottom line. It's just the grind and 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 figuring out, you know, how to remain positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get to you. I'll come right back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my thing with the it's uh, a lot of the obstacles is not having credits or not being known, and uh, everything Carlos said, and then also I would add on it um, one way to overcome that and getting in clubs is if you. Uh, be humble. One, you got to be humble. Like you, yeah. you may be the funniest person in the world, but if nobody knows you, then okay, how do you get in there? So be open to, uh, like if there's headliners, you know, check a club that you want to work, and there's a, if there's a headliner that's going to be there that you know, uh, be like, hey, can I host for you? Or can I feature? Mm-hmm. I just want to get in front of them so they can see me. I, I just this last weekend, uh, before here, I headlined the comic strip in El Paso. The way I got in there is I went with Joey Medina, one of the Latin kings of comedy, and I featured for him. Mm-hmm. And then Bart happened to like me, and then he brought me back to headline. And so I would say that's uh, one way to overcome, you know, if you're not a, a viral star or, yeah. or known or have credits is go with someone and be humble to just anything. And if, you're, if you have the financial means to where you can get yourself out there, even if it's just to do a guest spot. Matt Broom did a guest spot and got a weekend uh, at a club that I was at. Yeah, Bart, Bart is great like that. Yeah. Same thing happened. I, I went and hosted, and he was like, come back and, exactly. and headlined it yeah. for the week. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all uh, – you just got to just eat your ego. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. just, you know, show up and be like what I do is because I have no kind of draw as a name in a comedy club, even with credits. No one gives a shit. No one knows mm-hmm. who I am. Um, and I have a ton of viruses, but I'm not technically <laughs> viral. So that doesn't help. Um, but uh, I have better success getting the show I do with the Joan impersonator in theaters, like proper theaters, like little black bot between plays. Yeah. And so when I book a city, then I say, I'm going to be in town. Is there any time this is my window show is there any time before or after that i could just swing in and do a guest spot so that i could meet yep. you guys and you could see like literally just do it for free yeah absolutely yeah. and jay one, one one more thing to add and i think that we would all agree um i don't think credits nearly mean as much as they used to mean a lot yeah. of credits in other words you could be on the tonight show back-to-back nights and it doesn't it doesn't carry the same weight i think there are still some shows that carry weight like let's say agt vicky barbalak is a very good friend of mine and I know that that has helped her out tremendously, um, or or you know some for some of the comics of last comic standing, but you know the thing is there's so many comics that are throwing out credits. I've been on Comedy Central. I've done this. Mm. I've done that. It doesn't carry the same weight anymore. So I mm. think a lot of times that's frustrating too because, mm. you know, you're telling these comedy clubs, hey, I've had have had all these TV spots, and it's like, well, unless it's something very current, right. and very hot. 
it doesn't really carry that same weight anymore as it used to when I was first starting out right. 15, 20 years ago. I know somebody that did the Tonight Show and they did the Joe Rogan podcast, and the Joe Rogan podcast got them way, way more, more. Oh, way yeah. than the Tonight Show. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll start with you, Tony. Uh, how do you make money on the road, performances, performance fees, merchandising? Uh, again, I'm going to be the new person on that. I just started with merch. Um, and for me, I started with magnets. So I have two different mm. magnets of sort of, you know, variations of jokes from my act that, and then they say Tony com at the bottom. Yeah. And I will tell you this three for 10, it mm. seems to be the magic fucking price point because everybody wants to buy two. And when you go three for 10, they get that third one yeah. mm. and you're just dealing with $10 bills, tens and, yeah. and it's just so much simpler. And it's literally just a little fanny pack yeah. that I can just throw in. And it's not like, it's not like dealing with t-shirts, right. all kinds of bullshit. So. Well, I, and I do t-shirts. Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> no, you no, have I know. I, enough years to yeah, do that. Yeah. I, and uh, uh, as far as t-shirts, uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention on this is uh, my advice on if you're doing shirts, uh, one color shirt, one color ink. Um, uh, no swear words on the shirt um, so that a person could wear it anywhere. And the shirt either has to be funny to somebody that wasn't even at the show or stand on its own like uh, like just a cool-looking shirt. Like I, I used to have a shirt that said South Boston Recycling Bottlem, and Bottlem is like a term for hitting somebody in the head with a bottle in Boston. And if you hadn't heard the joke, you would just think it was a cool recycling shirt, you know? Um, but uh, merch, is, if, especially if you're featuring, is huge. Um, with that, uh, Southwest airlines, uh, if you're, if you're going to start building up flying, mm -hmm. I recommend Southwest cause you can check in two bags for free mm -hmm. and there's your merch. Um, right. and, uh, yeah, that's a, I mean, the, the merch is huge. And if you have something like magnets or, um, koozies, a lot of people do koozies. Yep. Those are even better because they're easier to transport. Totally. You know, I just, I always do shirts. I just mm -hmm. have always done shirts, but that's my mm -hmm. thing on merch i sell drugs out of the show <laughs> yeah. uh, they sell themselves no um i don't sell anything i i, I never I, I that's where i'm slacking on my mac and that's where the, the my hustle is not 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 strong at i never had anything that i that i that i wanted to put on a shirt or that i felt like or carry like so but i i thought of something on the way down here and i was like oh that seems like a good shirt but i am lazy in that aspect and that's where i where that's where that's where my game is weak at so um, so for merchandising, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even Can I know. just say one thing that, and you, you would, I know, you know this, but if you don't do merch, you're leaving so much money on yeah, the table. On the table yeah. I, remember, I hear it all the time. I'm, and I like East coast, a lot of times comics would look down on merch. And I, uh, one thing that got my, my mind flipped as I was working with Larry Miller of all people, who's a, like a legend. And he was mm -hmm. saying, you know, like a lot of comics would shit on comics doing merch. And then he said one day he just thought about it and he was like, fuck them. You know, <laughs> yeah. fuck, I mean, I, I, there's many weekends i make more money from merch mm. than for headlining and uh and there's been times where i'm featuring and i've made more money from merch than what the headliner's getting yeah and it's, i mean it's it's crazy you know joan wouldn't do merch isn't that insane yeah, yeah. like can you imagine like, what she would have sold after a show and that's 4, the thing is people like the, the audience yeah. love you they want a connection with you she was and like, like i have qvc it's not the same you know, it's not the same and it's funny too because like you said like so i was in el paso then yeah. uh and and uh, and and um and my feature was selling stuff and then the lady came up she was like where's your stuff at and i go i don't have anything she was like oh i just bought something and i was like oh okay and still i'm still like um oh, whatever and then um 
Another thing you were about to... Uh, oh, fuck. I had a brain fart. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Patrick? No, you know what? I, I think what Jay said, man, preach. I mean, everything that Jay say, said was right on. No, number one, I'm going to tell you this. If you're an opener or a feature, it is impossible to work the road unless you have merch. Because even if you don't sell that much, I guarantee if it's something that's decent, it's going to at least cover your gas. It's going to cover your airline ticket. The only thing I would say is, is, is number one, don't let anyone tell you you can't sell merch. Be respectful. Ask the headliner, do you mind if I sell merch? And it's more of let give the headliner the number one position. Even if you have to sell outside and don't hawk it like a swap meet up on stage. And that's why I agree a T-shirt, if it is going to be a T-shirt, should be the punchline. My T-shirt I have is essentially the punchline of the joke. It, it's extremely successful. I've been selling it for 20 years, and it pretty much bought my house here in San Diego. Right so on. the point of the matter is that merchandise can be extremely lucrative. And there were many, many times I went on the road as a feature, and I did make more money than the headliner. If it's a good product, and, and don't bitch if the comic next to you is selling more merchandise than you then get better merchandise <laughs> you know that's what it comes down to i got merchandise i've been selling for 20 years the same merchandise because it sells consistently every single year and it's i'm going to be selling it for another 20 years but i yeah. couldn't i, I couldn't agree with you more jay yeah. on everything that you said in regards to merch and yeah. you both okay. i think i'm going to blow your mind around. carlos do you know what cameo is the app uh-uh yeah. it's a phone app everyone yeah. should have it because it's people can buy a personalized shout out Mm -hmm. So you set the price, but people that come to your show can find you on mm -hmm. Cameo and mm -hmm. then have you send a birthday message to Jennifer that you made fun of all night because it was her birthday and they oh. pay you 40 bucks for it or whatever. Okay. And, you know, you're setting the rates. They, they go, we just want a 67 second video mm -hmm. and yeah. they, you can get more elaborate with them, but it's a good thing. That's not My bad. buddy yeah. just hired Norm McDonald to give his friend a birthday shout out. Oh, really? Yeah. That'd be great. What was the, what were you going to hit on? Oh, so, so this would, this would have to brain for it. Cause I I'm very ADD. So it's like, if I say one thing about, it. but anyway, so, um, uh, Miranda sings, I don't know if oh, you guys, yeah. ever, you heard yeah. about this, like a legend before, like, or something like that, like how she it was, they didn't have a, no one to sell her merch. So she just grabbed somebody. And they were like, well, we'll give you, oh, she was like, I'll give you like 2% of the sales. And all of a sudden it came out to like, like 30 grand or some shit yeah. like that at a theater. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of money on the table that I'm leaving. You know what you guys, uh, we'll, we'll do, uh, next workshop, uh, yeah. develop a shirt for Carlos. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> and also what Patrick is saying, make sure you always ask the headliner. And uh, if the headliner says, no, you can't do merch, he's a fucking asshole uh, I, I think in all the but, years i've been doing stand-up yeah. i've only had one or two headliners tell me that when i was featuring They're scumbags i, I think do. most of them understand yeah. you gotta make they a fucking living yeah yeah um and don't don't undercut the headliner like if the headliners if you're both selling shirts and he's like oh my shirts are 30 and they're like, hey, mine are twenty. You know, yeah. just I. That's my advice. Is just you know, uh, just you don't do the same price as them. Yeah. All right. And uh, and you can also do deals. Like you can be like, hey, do you want to do like we'll do two th for thirty and we'll just split it. And mm -hmm. you know, a lot of headliners will work with you on that. Um, what's what's a normal day like on the road? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to? Anybody want to start? I Man. mean, I, listen, I sleep late and then try to go. I'm here working. So who, what other clubs can I email and say, I'm doing a show at the da-da-da tonight. 
hope, hoping that they don't give a fuck about me. But if I'm telling them I'm at the such and such club tonight, maybe they'll read the email. Right. You know what I mean? That's like the time that I really try to do like my follow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emails. Yep. Uh, my my normal day at, at, on, on the road is uh, I like I don't I don't I'm sober now, so I'm fucking boring. Um, and so I wake up early. Uh, I I work out. Um, I also, I, I venture out into the town cause I start doing research kind of like on the places that I'm at cause I love to travel. I got into standup because I like traveling. I, uh, when I was a kid, I stole a lot of money from this movie theater and I, and I, and I, and I took off to Europe for a little while. And then I, I cause I started standup at 16 and I stopped when I was 20 cause I, I, cause I left the country. And so I started fucking around and I was just like, blew my mind. It blew my mind. I'm a poor kid from, you know, and so when I came back to the States and I started hanging out and I was like, I'm going to get back into stand-up because I'd never seen the States before and I'm just going to go travel and, and, and see these places. So now I go and I just venture out and I study cities like I was studying cities in, 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 in Europe and then like learn the history. And then before I know when I'm on stage, I can bat, 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 just start really getting into the getting into it. So it's almost like I'm still working, but I'm not working at, at booking. I'm mm. working at like, you know, understanding this area more and, yeah, then, yeah. and then getting a bigger. Yeah. yeah. And so like and especially. Um, so that's what that's what that's that's my normal day, and then it's just and then I just stress out for the whole day until I get to the microphone, and then uh, that's so thing that's I I, I I build so much pressure on myself because I'm very I want to be I want to be good I want to I want to be good I want everyone to have a good time, so I'm very stressed out before I get up, and I always have to tell myself like the whole thing too, and then I'm like and it's like but I like doing this it's fun, yeah. it's fun why would I do something I don't like doing and as soon as the first joke hits. Everything just dissipates, and I'm like, okay, bow, yeah, and then I'm in it, and I'm having fun. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's my day. Patrick, I think um for for me, obviously, besides writing material and looking for work, the one thing I would stress to to comics too is I try to stay in that hotel room as much as possible mm -hmm. because I've seen so many fucking comics, whether it be at a casino, losing all their money, oh, yeah. drinking, doing drugs, fucking hookers, all that shit. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I want to come home with money. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to work. People would always ask me, why don't you bring your kids with you? Yeah. Dude, because I'm making money. This is a job. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, right. I'm going to go. And make eight hundred bucks for for a weekend, and I'm gonna come home in the negative. Fuck that! Yeah. Because the the way I look at it is is the more you're in your room, the less problems you're gonna get into, and the mm. more money you're gonna come home. <laughs> I with. love that. So for <laughs> me, I don't fuck around. I stay. I'm the boring motherfucker, dude. I'm gonna stay in my room, come back home with all my money, <laughs> with all my money. Uh, I'm good. I'm pretty much like them. I'll I'll sleep in and then uh, go to the gym maybe once every three weeks. Um, and then uh, uh, this last three-week stint I did through Canada, I watched all of Game of Thrones to catch up on it. That's but funny. if I'm in a city that uh, sometimes what I'll do is I'll do go to like sporting events, um, like when I'm especially if I'm back in Boston, I'll go to Red Sox game or something during the day, um, or if it's like a place that is known for something, maybe I'll go check out that site. But I'm not a partier either. No, I'm, I'm not a big party. drinker or anything like that. After a I, while, like the party, I have a, like a little writing. You said writing. I try when I'm in a new city, I mm. challenge myself to find a new website that I've never been on. <laughs> like for me, like a, an ESPN.com or a whatever, something like, okay, I've never been to Cincinnati. I'm going to find a new website that I'm going to check mm. for premises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to expand Good. my fucking field of vision here. Yeah. yeah. Big black cocks in Cincinnati. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, That's a bookmark. Uh, how do you deal with accommodations on the road? You had a great suggestion. Also, there. Uh, do you guys know about Ignite? You guys oh, yeah. know Ignite? Ignite, yeah. Ignite is um, 
they will give you huge discounts on hotels and motels for shout outs. Mm -hmm. Like oh, you, wow. you, they'll do an agreement with you. Like you tell them how long you, you need your, whatever city you're in, how long you're going to be there. Yeah. And then you'll tweet and Instagram and all the social media, like, Oh, just stayed at this, uh, the Ramada. And it's been amazing. Thanks ignite, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they give you major discounts. Um, that's so that's great. one thing. Yeah. Same with skip legged. One thing to, to give the comic some advice when it comes to the tickets, um, Gary Mankey, I don't know if you know who Gary hmm. Mankey is. He, he, he was out of the, uh, out of East coast with, the improvs and funny bones and he was the one that told me look there's a value to tickets especially if it's a really good comedy club the key is when you go to the different hotels try to find a hotel that's that's a franchise not a corporate because if you go through a corporate they're going to want you to have to go through corporate to get permission mm -hmm. so forth and so on so as soon as you hit up a hotel just say hey are you guys a franchise or corporate and there are, you know, a Holiday Inn that might be a franchise that's individually owned. And it's like they'll work deals out with you. And, and that's something it just it puts you in a better frame of mind. You're, you're not sharing a condo with with someone that's a complete stranger. It's just it, it, it works wonders for you. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. So yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah. So because like this is the, if you want to be a road comic, there are three things that you need to have uh, uh, like at, at a hookup and condoms. Uh, yeah. No, no uh, airplane, airfare, hotel accommodations, rent a car. Those are the three things that you need. That's a holy trinity. Now, try to find a hookup. If you can find someone that works at an airport, then they will have buddy passes or something like that. Like and you could pay somebody like two G's and you could fly for free the whole year. You might be standby or whatever, but still you get to go to these places. And then you can that also afford you to go to uh, uh, guest sets at places that you kind of want to get in at. Uh, also, too, like I got lucky and I had a family member that was a, a manager at a, at, a, at a hotel franchise. So mm. now they say I'm their husband and I just get like rooms at 20 bucks at like embassy suites and shit like that. Also, same thing with like a rent a car. Find someone, give them a deal, help, help them out, to, or help, to get, figure that out, and you can save a ton of money. I think that's why I don't sell merch. But, and now I'm, uh, now I'm thinking like, you know, I'm gonna sell some merch, so I'm gonna make that extra. Oh, guys. I have, I, a, I have um, a question. Yeah. I just have a question for you guys. What are the the things you have to travel with? Like, I have painters tape because the seam of the curtains never the curtains oh, never, never close, <laughs> and I always have to painters tape the curtains to the wall or some shit to make it dark enough. An uh, extension cord you always need in a hotel room, um, and like earplugs. And but like, what are your I got, I got things earplugs, that you've got to Your own pillow. Bring your own pillow. You have Come your own on. pillow. I bring my own. My you are that girl home. that you yeah. get on the Dude, plane with a full like, size pillow. A lot pillow. of times, the bed the bed you can't get comfortable with, but yeah. if you have your own a pillow. pillow. You know, it's it, it eases it. Um, I also bring a, a huge garbage bag because I put my dirty clothes in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it, I do it doesn't that. take up space while you're totally. you're flying. I um, do that, too. Yeah. And then earplugs. I do the earplugs thing, too. I do a fire stick. Oh, yeah. Fire. God damn it. I was literally <laughs> just about to say that. Yeah, oh, fire stick. Good. Yeah, fire stick because you can watch you can all your shit. In. You can all plug right. it in. Yeah, watch square. It. You got to bring your square. square. If, so if you are doing merch... You'll want to get a square reader. It reads cards. And uh, a trick, if you're in Canada, it won't it won't work, but you can get an app that's called Fake GPS. Oh, and then put that. Nice. And, like, if you're in Vancouver, you can just, uh, BC, you can just say you move it to Seattle, yeah. and then it'll go through. Um, for the airfare, too, uh, if, if you don't have a hookup, there's a the skip lag. That's what we're talking yes. about. It's really cheap airfare and, and stuff like that. So you can check that out, too. It basically will be like, let's say you, you need to go to – Texas and skip lag what it is is it'll have a flight let's say going from Boston to LA and it has a layover in Texas mm -hmm. and you just get off there yeah you just buy that yeah <laughs> um and uh 
Uh, I think there was a. I'm, I'm th we're going to open it up to uh, questions, though, for you guys. If you guys have any questions, if anybody, yes. What was your first road, road gig? Uh, mine was probably, uh, I was house MC in parlor and I worked with Doug Benson and uh, he's told me, I, he knew I was from, I started in Boston, told me he was going to be doing the Wilbur, asked if I wanted to host for him and Graham Elwood mm. and I said yes and then at that gig he said, well, hey, we're going to be back in Oregon the next weekend, do you want to host for that? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly from there he started bringing me out on the road featuring. Yeah, I'd say that was probably the big. Mine's one. was a a, a, a comedian. Um, his name was Jason Wrestler, and uh, he was like, "You want to do a, a run?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And it was, it was a, it was a Pat Wilson run. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> oh, Pat. Yeah. Uh. So I had to do a Pat Wilson run on my first road gig, and that was like, it was, it's almost the equivalent to a David Treble, Treble. run. Yeah, a Treble <laughs> run almost. Yeah, and it was like, um, it was during the winter that's another thing too i learned about being a road comic definitely uh, yeah. figure out the seasons and where you're going because yes. we went through the siskiyou mountains <laughs> oh, and Jesus. january it was Ooh. fucking snowing and we were sliding i've never driven in the snow like that and we started sliding and there's no guardrail over there and i was like oh shit like we can die on the road i was like you could die doing stand-up it's <laughs> crazy yeah and he was like but don't worry man we're gonna be there because we were going late right he was like don't worry we're gonna miss the first show but they're gonna be there because it's all snowed in they're gonna cheer us like heroes it's gonna be great man and i didn't believe him but he was right because they ain't got nothing else to do in that town. So they're yeah. all saying they're waiting and they're clapping as soon as we got in. <laughs> I was like, this is a road comic. This is fucking dope. And I was, and that was the first experience. And it's never been like that. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. No one's happy to see me. Patrick? Mine, mine was Bobby's Comedy Corner in, in Houston. I was opening. Rick Gutierrez, um was featuring. And we had a, a, a soap actor who was the headliner. He was in, in soaps. <laughs> but what I remember about it, and I think we're all being guilty of it, it was my first road gig. Went to the grocery store, and I was there for three nights, and I think I spent like $120 on food. I'm like, dude, I know I'm going to go through all of this shit. I remember Rick and Terrace telling me, dude, you don't need this shit. You don't need that shit. <laughs> it's just amazing how, you know, your mindset is when you first start. Because mm -hmm. I will tell you, you know, it's a lot cheaper just to buy the bare minimum because probably you'll wake up late so you don't have to worry about breakfast. And mm -hmm. I remember being on the road a lot. You know, I'm touring with Willie Barcena. I don't know if you know who, oh, yeah. who he is. Yeah. And I, I, I remember just wanting to go back home with money. Um. And I would just purposely stay up as late as I could so I could skip, you know, breakfast and lunch and then eat dinner at the club. Mm. Oh, but, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Oh, here's here's another tip, too. Like, okay, so this is another tip. If you got this is some, this is some road comic dirtball shit. Oh, but keep your cards. <laughs> yeah, keep your keep your key card for your uh, hotel because th sometimes they have free breakfast and all they all they want to do is show, see the key card. And you just walk in yeah. the next time you come back around yeah. uh, <laughs> and then take up take an apple. And I'll, oh, like, yeah. Take that shit home. Tony, I'm good. All right. <laughs> All right. That's some pitiful shit. Fucking, <laughs> fucking heartbreaking. Fucking hoity toity <laughs> yeah. over here. No, because it's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I started doing the road yeah. with Joan Rivers. So mm -hmm. it was like really just, uh, mm -hmm. it's like winning a lottery kind of a, a, a gig. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So that'll work. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> no, but I will tell you, I will tell you one of my favorite Joan stories was she had in her writer uh, that she needed 10 white hand towels. And they had to be washed at least three times. And it was just a flag. It was just a test. The first thing when we would get to a venue, 
She would walk in and she would say, I need to see my dressing room. Then she'd go, I need to see Tony's dressing room. Then we'd go back to her dressing room and she would go find the towels. And she always wore a black blouse and black slacks with like a crazy glittery jacket. She would take one of the towels and rub it on her pants. And if it left lint, Mm -hmm. she would run on stage and make a fucking scene. You motherfuckers! It says clearly three... And she would do that because she goes, okay, when you're famous... They try to do extra and kiss your ass, and they're not actually listening, and they're mm. gonna fuck up your cues in your show. So, if they didn't really, if they got you brand new towels thinking that was nice, that means they're not really paying attention and they're gonna fuck your show. So, now you have to throw a temper tantrum yeah. and scare them so they focus for the show. And then, after the show, pictures with everybody, QVC <laughs> jewelry and glasses for everybody. But that was like, she just realized that was her gig. Mm. That's great. Yeah, Kathy. So uh, I realized I was supposed to be repeating questions, right? Uh, <laughs> Kathy asked, is it more independent bookers or more comedy clubs? Is that you're saying? Um, I, and it may be different for everyone. I mainly do comedy clubs. Uh, and then, well, I'll put it this way. I'll usually do comedy clubs. And then if I know the area, like Carlos has like a one-nighter. Oh, yeah. And so he's an independent uh, booker. So let's say I'm doing yeah. Laughs Unlimited. And I'll be like, hey, do you have, I'm going to be there that week. Do you have anything? And he'll be like, hey, I got this on Wednesday. You can do. Yeah. So, But if, if I was – majority of my stuff is clubs for me. Like I was saying earlier, like I was – because like I'm, I'm like connected into that little uh, that little part market of, uh, of, of Northern California. So it's like – like Jay will call me up or I don't know if you know Ken Gar. Ken will hit me up and he hit me up the other day. And I was like, uh, yeah, man. I go, I got a Monday room. Uh, it's 200 bucks, and I go, matter of fact, uh, hit up the Throckmorton. Um, that's $300 for 10 minutes. And I go, uh, Jake has a room in, uh, in, in Wind River, and I'll, I'll recommend you to him, and that's a $300 gig. And right there, that's close to almost $800 in mm-hmm. the first three days of a week. And yeah. I was like, and then on top of that, if you're going to be at Laughs Unlimited, you get that whole weekend. And if, they, if you want Thursday off, we can take you Thursday off, or we, I, could, I could produce a show at either the Punchline or a Tommy T's or something like that, because I'm in at the comedy clubs as well. And I was like, so basically, you go home with about you know close to two thousand dollars being either a feature or a host you know what i'm saying and then it's like and then on top of that which way are you going are you going back down south you're going back up north because i can talk to so-and-so or there's another room too that i have going back down south as well that pays about four hundred dollars on a, on, a, on a friday or a saturday it just depends on which day that we can get and if you give me enough time enough notice ahead of time we could set that all up you know what i'm saying and uh you know and i'm, I'm not trying to dip in your shit either like you yeah. know not, i don't i mean like yo man i need to cut that book yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's some yeah. guys that are like that and it's like all right like if that's your hustle then that's your hustle but my my main thing is like if i feel like if i help out like, I don't expect anybody to ever help me out. That's just because once I start expecting things, that's when you become resentful. So if I just keep doing and doing and doing, it's fine, you know, because that's just who I am. So uh, and I just keep doing that. And things have been going well for me and pretty good. And like, I'm just, you know, I'm having fun. I get to do yeah. this. It's just the and giggles. What? Go ahead. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm disagreeing. <laughs> Patrick? I'm, I'm, I'm comedy clubs. That's yeah. comedy clubs, and, and I also do, you know, independent shows like, like Carlos, do a lot of stuff for the military, corporate stuff, all that stuff. So. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Patrick... What You're Patrick like theaters. Just, what Patrick just said was <laughs> I mean, the key is all is relationships. Yeah. It's knowing people. Yes. So that's, I think, the big takeaway from this is is just be fucking friendly and get contact information for everyone you ever work with. Yeah. Then, 
you can hit them up and be like, oh, good. We have the same 30 people in this city all the time. I'm glad you're coming. But yeah, yeah, yeah like Tony just hit me. He's going up to Seattle. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to get him anything, but he, he knows that I had been in Seattle for a while. And he was like, hey, I'm going to be up there having an off night. And so I got him in contact with people, but they fucked up. <laughs> yeah. but, but, I tried. but I also think it's important, though, too. And I do agree with Carlos that you should be nice to everyone. But you, you know what? <laughs> There's only 52 weeks in the year. That only means that there's only 52 openers, features, and headliners for a certain club. And I think it is good over the years to know who you can network with. You know what I'm saying? And I think it is important that there should be some reciprocation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, you know, I, 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 you know I, I think you do it to be a good person. But I know that there are some comics that will be looking out for me as I look out for them. And, yeah. and for me, I'm, I'm not handing out charity. You know, I, I got to work myself. So I'm always looking to network. Um, you know, that's, that's the way I sort of look at it. Again, I do agree with you, Carlos. Yeah. You got to be nice to everyone. But I tell you what, there's something to be said if, if I can meet someone and we can start working together yeah. and, and, and building stuff together. I'm with him. What the fuck, Jay? When was I going to get my get back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> uh, and also with that, like you never know, uh, like uh, a person that's been very nice to me and, and hooked me up with a lot of stuff is Alonzo Bowden. And, oh, great guy. Uh, and you, yeah, he's great. Uh, and I'll don't be afraid to offer this person that maybe they're they're above you in in their comedy career with stuff that you think might be below them because you never know. Like there's there's been stuff that I've offered to Alonzo just out of respect because he's mm-hmm. done so much for me. And I'll I'll even approach and be like, hey man, I know you probably don't want to do this or the money's not good or whatever, but would you want to do this? And he'd be yeah. like, oh yeah, of course. Same, you know? Yeah, I just offered Ernst some shit because Ernst takes yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Ernst have yeah, a good yeah. relationship. Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ernst, yeah. All right, so the question was, uh, somebody brings you out on the road, is it because you guys have a relationship or is it that you've submitted to that person and they liked your stuff? I would say 99% is that they've worked with you, or you have a relationship. Yeah. I Actually, I don't think I've ever... Uh, me personally, I've never submitted to a comic uh, mm-hmm. that I didn't know and been like, or or even approached about, hey, could I open for you? That's yeah, just I've already me. had a developed relationship. I just hosted for Michael Costa, and his feature he had never met. He literally just called a friend at the comedy store and said, uh, "I need a feature." I'm like begging for the spot, yeah. and he and so he just said that the friend that set it up was someone he really trusted. And it worked out, you know, okay. It wasn't amazing. But I was like, whoa, I was so shocked. <laughs> You're headlining a weekend with someone you've literally never met before. Mm. Never heard him do one oh, joke. Yeah. But he's like, you know, this is a really tight friend that I know I can yeah. trust. All right. I've had, I've had, I, know, I do know, I used to be a house MC at a club for three years. And I know some people have like, they see a headliner come in that they love and they'll tweet at him or be like, hey, I'm a local comic. I see you're coming in. Could I maybe do a guest spot? And sometimes the comic will be like, sure, you know, uh, so that's one way. Yeah. David Tell was was good at doing that, giving local comics mm-hmm. a chance. But I, I would say 99, if not 100 percent of the time, I, I agree with Jay. You, yeah. you, you've built a relationship with them and more and more and more clubs when they especially a list clubs will let the headliner bring in their own opener and feature. That's becoming much, much more of a trend than even five, 10 years ago. 
So I think it's really important to sort of try to build a relationship with that headliner, but realize also over the period of time, the funnier you get, uh, pretty soon they're going to cut you off and you're going to be on your own. So, you, you know, I think a lot of headliners want you to be good, but not too good. And, and rightly so. You know, the show is about them. So, you know, I think initially you, you meet someone, you connect with them, and, and you work with them, and then eventually you spread your rings and you do your own stuff. I would say on the, the headliner, I think there's two types of headliners. The ones that are like that, mm-hmm. that don't want you to be too good because they don't want to work. And then, but uh, like me, I, I, if my head or if my feature gets a standing ovation in front of me, awesome. Cause I, I'm like, I'm not intimidated by it and yeah. I'm, I'm going to ride the wave mm-hmm. and also maybe it'll make me work, which is, you know, I want, I want the guy in front of me to, Iron to destroy. Iron. Yeah. It's like still I, your yeah. show. It's still, you get credit yeah, for I mean, being That's great. the other thing yeah. too, is You're you'll get like to. huge names that, uh, that like, uh, Bobby Lee's an example of somebody that he does great. And like, and he's kind of neurotic, anyways. But like, the the feature might be doing good. And he's like, Jay, this fucking guy, he's fucking. I'm like, Bobby, nobody's fucking here for him. Yeah, right. they're all coming to see right. you. It the the person could fucking light their dick a, on fire, and it doesn't star. matter. He's such a shit star yeah. too. He's like, yeah. I have a question. Yes. Do you when you've never worked with a headliner? Yeah. What are the questions? a headliner or feature? You never worked with a headliner. You're yes. featuring for someone. Okay. What are the questions you ask about? Like, what don't you want me to do? Um, I'll uh, well, usually if it's a headliner, like I'll know if they're clean or not. But I'll, um, I mean, that, that yeah. might be the only thing I would ask. Would be like, is there any? Do you want me to work clean or? Do you, and nine times out, of, unless they're known for being a clean comic, they'll say no. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, yeah. No. I, usually, most of the, I'm, I've been lucky and fortunate and blessed enough where the headliners like, no, go, go ahead. Yeah. Do, do your thing, man. Do your thing. Like they're they're more they're confident. Like that's my job is to follow you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, I, and then they're like, "Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it." And boom. And that also like following that example when I headline, that's how I headline yeah, exactly. too. I'm like, dude, you do yourself because if you're not if, if you're blowing me out the water, then I definitely have to step my game. My job, or, or yeah, we yeah, shouldn't yeah. be headlining. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. also another thing about like bringing somebody out on the road with you. Uh, like when I bring somebody on the road, there's two things. One, I, they got to be funny. Like yeah. I won't just bring somebody on the road just because they're my buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to be funny, and I have a lot of buddies that are like, "I see you bring this guy. Why don't you bring me?" And I'm like, eh, "We'll see." Uh, <laughs> but they got to be funny. That's the first and foremost. They got to be, uh, you know, and the better they are, the better I want them to crush. Second is the hang. Cool uh, hang for for whatever you are. Like I don't I don't party. I don't do drugs. I I maybe have a Guinness, but I don't drink. Uh, I'm not chasing pussy. That's not my thing. Uh, I'm old. So it's like I do the show. I tell the people I appreciate them. I, I'll shake everybody's hand, say thank you. And then I can't wait to, to get, get back to, to the room. Let's go on the road. Dude. Yeah, that's, a, that's what we and, do. And, and I can't right. wait to go watch. I'm, I'll be yeah. like, hey, what documentary you want to see? Yeah, you watch tonight. Every time me and Jake on the road, or, or I'm, I'm in town, yeah. or he's in town. I'm like, fuck, and we're, we're gonna we catch flicks. Movies, we yeah. go see movies. We fucking watch a whole season of shit. This is the fuck, it's my girl right here. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm all like this. So it, you know, it's somebody you want to be compatible with, uh, and uh, like the flip, flip of that too is like if the headliner is somebody that loves to party, they're probably gonna want somebody that's a partier, you know. And so yeah. that's one thing to to keep. Well, that's why I, I was working with Bert uh, and. Oh, yeah. and and he was like, he's like, he's like, you're always leaving. You're always leaving. Where are you going? I was like, cause I don't drink anymore. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm done. I shook hands. I took pictures. I was like, I was like that's you, man. That's you. Yeah. Kick him off. I was like, I'm good. And you start man. doing your mom I did jokes. a show with yeah. the Smash Brothers and oh, they yeah. fucked oh, yeah. me up. Oh, <laughs> Bitch, I hurt for a month because <laughs> yeah. of those two. <laughs> Corey and I love yet. those guys. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Any other? Yeah, Kathy. 
they don't share shit with you. What about the comics that don't share shit with you? In the sense of, you mean... Hmm. Um, as far okay, so what do you what do you do about comics that don't share information with the insta? I mean, I guess quit fucking asking them for it, and <laughs> because there's a, I mean, I you know, I mean, there's enough. Like I told Alonzo, Alonzo got me in at the Laugh Factory, he, or he got my showcase with Jamie Masada. Alonzo vouched for me to get into Brad Garrett's comedy club. Uh, Alonzo, he's taken me out on the road for him numerous times. And uh, I remember one time I told him, I, I just like made it a, a point to be like, hey, Alonzo, I just want to tell you, I appreciate everything you've done for me and, and continue to do. And he was like, he, and he's, you know, he's so laid back. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, no, Jay, I'm just, I'm trying to just give back. And I was like, mm -hmm. I appreciate yeah. you saying that, but there's so many comics that don't do that. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, uh, Alonzo is the exception. I'm the type of comic I love to talk comedy i mean i just met carlos this week for the first time and we've been talking nonstop, and i've been talking to the other judges and mm. looking forward to talking to jay just realize that most comics aren't like us Mo mm. i think most comics don't want to share information and to some extent i can understand because again there's only 52 weeks in the year yeah. and i'm just saying if you're giving out the information to everyone eventually it's going to be even that much more harder for you to get back into that club. So I think a lot of times as comics, we are protective of information that we give out there because it is yeah. extremely competitive. I don't think Apple is giving all their information mm -hmm. to Microsoft. You know, you sort of keep it to yourself and you give it to people that you've built relationships with. But I would not expect comics to be sitting down and saying, hey, I'm going to break down the road with you. I think most comics would rather just focus on themselves and that's it. So it's not often that you really get this type of information from comics who genuinely want to help out other comics because I know what it is to work the road. And I don't want comics to, to have to go through. I think you hang I out with do. assholes, Patrick. What's going on? What's you need some new friends. May I just say, <laughs> well, that's be the person that, that shares was, the information exactly. because it's constant turnover and who's running all these clubs. There's constantly new technologies coming up. So here I am like, oh, do the shout outs on, you know, the, on the app. But now I feel like he owes me a solid because I gave it, you know what I mean? Like, so information is always changing. If you're a person that shares information with people, right. you can then go back to them next year and be like, oh, dude, there's a new manager. What's the story? Mm. And hopefully they will be yeah, you know, more reciprocal. I think it's all like the friendship, like Carlos and I talk all the time and yeah. we'll, you know, uh, who's, who's booking this, uh, you know, or like if he sees I'm somewhere or I see he's somewhere mm. that maybe we're not in, I'll be like, oh, who books that? Can you put in a word? Yeah. I mean, that I do that all the time. Did you get a real yet? Did you get, well, like, no. Like, with fucking, well, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. that <laughs> well, that's good. That's the, that's the guy you ask him what time it is and he tells you how to build a watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, did you, were you going to say something else on that? Oh yeah. I was going to say something about how um, uh, people that share um the comics that don't share information and the comics that do share information they they know who's who's not cool and who is cool in the in the community and like i said comedy washes itself out you know what i'm saying like it'll it'll take care of itself so you don't need to necessarily worry about someone that's not helping you out or anything like that because they're 
going to put themselves in a little corner and no one's going to really want to mess with that corner and then they're going to keep it and keep it moving and uh, uh a big thing too like he was saying because he's uh, I, I hear what patrick's saying patrick's talking about how uh, com- comics used to behave but like this is all like what we're trying to do is cultivate an, another like uh a generation of, of comedian that helps each other out because we now there's n- unlimited seats at the table there's uh, the, the internet and the sure. network no no networks don't exist sitcoms fucking done son no one watches a sitcom the, uh, like i'm not shitting on this dude but gerard carmichael had a sitcom going for three three seasons nobody fucking watched it you know what i'm saying like let's be honest that shit's done so everything that you want to make money on and want to be seen on it is all on your phone and internet there are kids that are fucking 13 years old have youtube heroes and it's like we need to be the youtuber we make our own networks now we are we can do whatever the fuck we want and also i was gonna say is you have so many connections from the store and like people that you're friends with and I mean, like whether they're at your your level or above or below your level, it's all just your friends. Like, you know, hey, I see you're here. Can I get can I get in your ear for a second and ask you some questions on it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in actually the opposite of you. I'm, I went and just because I just went out and did the road for 11 years, and then when I go to the store and so that nobody knows who the fuck I am, and no one knows what I could do. But then when I get up there, it's like I, I farmed all these jokes, and now they're all grown crops. And I'm like, bop, and I just yeah. come out there. But then, but still, they're like, who the fuck are you? It's like I'm nobody. I got no credits, but I can, I can do the job. But they're like, but we don't know you. I'm the same. I'm the same as you. I wanted to get you over here. Your question. No, no, it's all right. So the question well, was, you were late, do you think, and that's fucked. No, I just, <laughs> do you think it's important about social media numbers and getting booked? Uh, I'll just uh, so I've been doing stand up like twelve years, and uh, I for the longest me, I'm just speaking for me personally. For the longest, I was like, fuck these social media comics yeah, and too. this and that. Totally. I'm like, I'm old yeah. school. I fucking I grinded, and uh, you Same know, way. I have an act and blah 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 blah. Um, one of my best friends uh, is a social media star. He's also a great comic. His name's Kev on stage, Kevin Fredericks. And uh, and after uh, you know eleven years of doing stand up, I told I've been doing stand up longer than Kev. But I told Kev, I'm gonna I want to learn from him. I got to humble mm-hmm. myself. He has three million followers across social media. Last year he did ninety one nighters at churches and sold them all out. Mm-hmm. Sold them all out. And he's he's in the process right now of doing ninety cities selling them all out. He's doing a 10,000 seat church in Chicago and, and he does, he does videos every day. And so I told him, I was like, I'm, I got to learn from you, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, and so I think, yeah, the social media thing is huge. I, I witness it. Kev has no credits. Uh, and but he's selling these things out yeah. and it's all from his social media. I also want to add on to that though. Um, so you said that Kevin had been doing it for 11 years. Now, this is how I, I'm saying old school that I wanted to be because I want to be a comedian. I want to be a good comedian. I want to be a great comedian. That's right. what I want. I want to be undeniable. So that's what I went out and did. 11 years, 12 years, like you said, Kevin, and went out and did that. Now, there are people that are social media nuts and just like two years in and three years in, and that's all they're doing is focusing on that and then selling out clubs. Listen, you can fool everyone one time, but you can't fool them next year. They're going to come to that club. They're going to go watch you. They're going to be like, oh, it was great to see him, but he was garbage. 
you know, and then they're not going to come back next year. And then it's like, oh, this guy sucks. And then that's then they're washed out. I feel this is how I, I kind of theorize it. The Napster, when it first came out, it gave everybody free music. So everyone got all this content for free, which YouTubers and Instagram are doing. They're giving us like, all this free content, which is pretty much year one jokes that no one's really saying it, but it's all year one jokes we all thought of. It's all low hanging fruit. Now they're giving all this shit away for free back in the day. Bands were like, we got to make money. So what they do, they went and toured, on, and that's where they would make their money because then it's not on the, on the record sales. It's the tour ticket, and that's what they're doing. They're tour, touring on that. Then we start realizing, hey, these bands are studio bands. They suck. They need to be edited in order to be good. They're not good live. That's why we don't have Hooba Stank anymore. That's why we don't have Head B, and that's what's going to happen sooner or later with, with the Instagram stuff and all that stuff. It's going to wash itself out. Now, like for me, I'm – I'm okay with that. I'm going to get my numbers up now like because it's important, but I do have the foundation and the backing so when people do come to the show, or they do think they're like, oh, this motherfucker's the truth, and yeah. that's what you need to do. So I personally feel get good at stand-up, work on the numbers as well, but don't focus too much on, on that because like, you, know, you can be a master, uh, uh, was it a jack of all trades or master yeah. of none? And it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. I, 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 I need to shut up anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The people, okay, so the question was, uh, what do we feel about people that are posting our sets live? Like, like I would, I mean, I, I'll be in my set, and if I see, if it's an audience member and I see them, I'll tell them, I go, hey, don't film this. And, then, you know, I'll try and make it funny. I'll be like, this does not need to be anywhere, you know, or whatever. But I'll I'll, I'll stop and tell them, hey, I, I this, you know, whether it's something I'm working out or whatever, I'm like, no, nah, you know, this is... I, or or I'll, I'll make the comment be like, oh, you must have missed when they said no fucking video yeah, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever, you know? I just, I tell them ahead of time, I'll send you a 60 second clip <laughs> that yeah. you can post, mm -hmm. but not during the show. No live during the show. Yeah. And did you want to hit on the social media stuff, Patrick? I, I think I'm talk? like you, Jay. I, I think for me, I'm, I'm old school and mm. I know it's important. And, and to some extent, I'm, I'm still fighting it. And maybe that's to my detriment. Mm. Um, I, I, I think if I was in my 20s, you know, maybe I would be more embracing yeah. it. But it's 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 hard when you have 20 years in yeah. Um, yeah. to be like, uh, it's social media time. Yeah. Um, and plus, I come at it from a different perspective. I got four kids mm -hmm. and, and 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 my priority is making money. And that's why I also do bookings. And, mm, and right. maybe that's why. For me, the social media, I know it's a process, but I've also, I, I also have a fear of it because I've seen a lot of people put in a lot of hours in social media and nothing happens. So I, it, it's something that I'm fighting with constantly oh, yeah. to this day. Uh, dude, it's like I, the first, th that was my goal for this year is starting January 1st. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, Kev's going to be my Obi-Wan, my Yoda, yeah. and I, I'm going to post a video a day. And the first day I did it, I just, I felt dirty. I just felt so dumb, and I said that to Kev. I was like, I posted my stupid video today, and he goes, he goes, it's going to feel weird at first. Just do at least one a day. 
And I mean, since then I've, I mean, and it's such a small thing compared to his numbers, <laughs> but since then I've added like 2000 followers on, it's you, know, it's, you know, it's weird too, because like we call for, come from that a, that generation age where the, the creed was like, you don't give yourself compliments. You let other people do right. that for you. So now it's, we don't, that, it's completely flipped. So it's really weird. Like, Good point. this is what I'm doing right now. You guys yeah. are fucking, yeah, it's ridiculous. Your thoughts? You got to do it. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it. I mean, they, I do think clubs, if they don't know you, if they haven't, you know, and in your hi, I mean, let me introduce myself. And you say I've got thirty-five thousand, you know, Instagram followers or whatever. You know what I mean? That's something they go, okay. Well, sh- maybe, maybe this person could sell two thousand tickets in a weekend. You know, and it's so like weird too, like that. It's like the social media stuff is now like the credits I push over everything else. Yeah. Like I, they're not on my channel, but I've been viewed over a hundred million times on YouTube. That's not, a but big it's not on. Thing. It's not on my channel, but right. I. Put that out there, yeah, because that's more now important than fucking you're you're on Comedy Central or any of that shit. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking yeah. weird. I know we're running long. Are we okay, Matt? Or should we? Do we have to wrap it up? One more question. Anyway. Anybody? I also have th- th- things I wanted to hit on really quick. Oh, well, then you do that. Yeah. Um, well, if we have a question though, uh, don't fuck the staff. Don't be a prick. Uh, if you're gonna get hammered, do it away from the club. Yeah. Um, uh, don't wait! Oh, don't fuck the staff. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Those guys still are pissed. Um, <laughs> uh, Green room is not a party for you and your friends. Just with an open tab. Yeah, I mean, like, be professional. Don't be going crazy with bottles. Yeah, make sure you make sure you take w- care of the wait staff as much yeah. as we say it from the stage. Mm. Make sure you do because the thing is, if you like, I overly tip, I tip the wait well. staff crazy yep. because. They're gonna go and talk to the manager, yep. and they'll be yep. like, "Oh, I fucking I loved Carlos." Yep. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna be like, "Oh, Carlos tipped me this crazy month." They're just gonna be like, "Carlos was so great. great. He yeah. was awesome." You know, I, when's Carlos coming back? I mean, mm-hmm. that's you're gonna get a lot of work. And, and from I that. love what Tony said, man, dude. For the openers and features, yeah, it's 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 a shared green room for comics. Mm-hmm. Don't don't bring in your girlfriends, your boyfriends, friends, family. That's sort of where the comics hang out to put their mind right and at yeah. least be considerate and say, hey, do you mind if I bring in a couple of people? There's nothing worse than just having a crowded green room and then I, I'm forced to go outside and hang out in the parking lot. Oh, that's know? what I, I forgot. I, oh, I forgot. Right. Well, so to be a real comic as well, this is another thing too. Or, uh, 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 organization and definitely be on. It's a job. It's definitely you need to get books, so you need to get it. So like, I was gonna have a, a, a screen, but I have like a, a. You get your bookers list ready. I'll always keep mm. keep all your emails and keep your bookers list. I was like, here, I'll show you an example of of of, of mine or of one of mine. But it's like. Uh, um, he, always, always, always be up. He has an Excel spreadsheet. It's an Excel spreadsheet. Club, email, phone number. How many where times it's located. Where it's yeah. located. How many times. Uh, when's the best time to email him? Yeah. If you guys don't. There's little tricks, little tiny things that you can do. Oh, yeah. Wednesday at 2 o'clock. They're probably in the office. So email them at that time. Because you never know. Someone might have fell out. And they're like. They open up the email. And like. I don't fucking. Uh, wait, wait. Hold on. I did have a fallout. Actually, on July. And then they just shoot you back. There's been a lot of times. Fucking Harry Basil. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Where I have just sent out that email at that time, and Harry, and like you know, three weeks prior, he was booked up for the year. But I was like, hey, I just wanted to say, say hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, man, actually, what you call it? I got a, I got a fallout. Are you, are you available such and such day? I'm like, yes, I am. I've yeah. been tons of times where they're just in the office right there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I'm I'm emailing everybody. The club. Yeah. I mean cl- clubs, comics. I'm emailing. This is what I usually do. Okay, this is what I'll do. I'll email the clubs and I'll set up all my weekends. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the club dates. So I have. So that's for sure money. And then after I get the date in a certain city, then I go into my comics and I start looking all around surrounding areas. So therefore, or either my drive to there and then also my drive back or my flight and then just hanging out and then keep going that way. So I book around that. So I, I mainly my staples are all comedy clubs. And then after that, it's a second layer of, you know, comic comics that yeah. I know around the area and, you know, and runs as well. They might even be a Pat Wilson run and it ends. Um, and well, like that's like what's gonna happen pretty soon in August. Uh, I, I'm gonna do a corporate gig at the very beginning of Pat Wilson's run, and at the end of it, I'm gonna catch a flight out of Portland and do the Big Pine Festival. Yeah. And then after the Big Pine Festival, I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna stick around here and I'm gonna do the House of Comedy. Now I'm gone for four weeks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm and I'm still and I'm having fun and kicking it with the, all these kids. So that's how I book and that's how I keep it going. And I'm already like I try to stay at least three months or four months ahead in booking. So then like right now I'm looking actually at. Uh, I'm looking at actually July. I'm Jan- January. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at January. So it's like my and and it's 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 it actually it's so much fun to book stuff because when you're like ah 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 and yeah. then yeah yeah it's, it's, when it's, you see in your calendar full you're like oh, I can breathe for a second yes. and I, would, I this is the last thing I'll I'll say is just uh if you do start going on the road a lot and uh, like Patrick was saying like it can be depressing it can get uh, like I I always try and think about the first time. When I was at the the Knicks comedy stop in Boston, Mass, as like I'm you know months in, and I see some guy's name on the marquee at Knicks comedy stop, and I'm like, and I'm watching this guy, and I just remember that first time going, wait, you can just fucking you go and travel around and you tell jokes and you fucking live off that, and I just remember at the time being so new in comedy that I was just fucking like blown away by that. So I just say I always try and. Remember that, that guy's dead now. Just yeah. so you know, 100%. he died that weekend. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, way to fucking bring died, it down, he died Tony. Poor and alone. Yeah, so it's like it's just a big <laughs> ass thing, and it's like the days, uh, the, how much the comedy club pays for this and that, if it gives hotel or not, and shit like that. Just all, and when's the best time to hit him up? Make a spreadsheet. Keep it going. Keep adding to it. Add and add and add it because it also too it changes up because managers and bookers all leave and all go for it. Like you said, you called me up earlier. Yeah. You're like, hey, does he still book that? I'm like, no, Human's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got. Anybody else? Finding thought. Final thoughts. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. everybody. Thank you, Jay. Thank you.